Hello and welcome back to part 2 of the stock market update. In this part, we'll discuss Shopify's NFT platform, DJI and how US sanctions are affecting it, as well as SenseTime's IPO in Hong Kong. TFC's weekly market update scours the net to find worthy financial news to be further discussed and expanded. It is a banter session with facts, figures, and fun to help you get caught up in the world of investing. So join in the banter live with me, Rakesh, your host, weekly Tuesdays at 8pm on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. So back to the usual, right? Talking about companies, um, talking about more micro stuff, um, le- less heavy, uh, a bit more fun. Um, we, we have a few topics today, uh, also political because we're ready on, so might as well use him, right? <laughs> but, but first, we'll, we'll start with Shopify and you know, their, their plans to roll out NFTs and, and kind of be a quasi-NFT marketplace. And then after that, we are going to have, it's all US-China, it's... it's Blacklisting on DJI, it's it's Sense Times IPO in Hong Kong, you know, lot, lots of things to talk about. Let's get started and, and let's get to that. So Shopify, right? Um, growth stock, dead in the water. Not as bad as the others, but <laughs> bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, all, 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 all I can think of my rates, right? <laughs> but but on, on the business itself, on the business itself, right? Not, not just share yes, price, yes, yes, because yes. we are longer, yes, yes, we, yes. we want to be mid-long term, we want to, you know, select good businesses that grow, that, you know, can tight past and survive this period and, and come back stronger. So Shopify, right? So what, what they did um, was, they, I think three or four months back, they launched a, a, an ability to, to sell NFTs through their marketplace with selected partners. Last week, they announced that this was broadened and this is essentially available to anybody on their highest plan. So you can mint NFTs, um, <laughs> you can sell NFTs, you can trade NFTs all on Shopify. Um, yeah, I think that, that's, that's the big news. On the highest plan. Yes. On the highest plan. It, I, I, know, I, I, I can see why, right? You, mm. Because it, it's difficult, you know, we are on Web2 now. They, they have this and, and apparently their customer service is great. They, they, run, they write scripts for you to, to improve your functionality. So if you want to integrate with, with the crypto network, right? You want to be able to purchase and, and do NFTs as if you do any other thing. I think that there is a lot of backend integration there. So it makes sense that you need to pay them on, on, and be on their highest tier before you know, they, they do these things for you, right? But hopefully it, it becomes better and, and we, you know, com- and they, well... I, I don't want to say decentralized because that, that's not necessarily a thing, but they, they, they just make it broader and, and more available because then OpenSea and, and all of that is, is going to be a, be a tough competition. Any, any thoughts? Okay, I think I'm, I'm, very, I'm very old school, right? So, so I'm, I'm still, I'm still in the, on the fence of like NFT... What the fuck? Right, you know, it's like it's like I want to, you know, I okay, okay, okay. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Huh? If you guys listening, you really want a TFC NFT, right? We are open, you know. But that is me being a business. That is me being a business person saying that okay, people want this, right? We're gonna sell this and we're gonna make money, you know, through we, this we process, right? Quite, because because NFT, come on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So so all, all this open for discussion. If you guys really want it, right? Email to us hello at the financialcoconut.com. Okay, but the, the idea is. That is is one thing being the seller, 
it's one thing, you know, actually selling the shovel, right? And it's the mm. other thing, trying to dig gold, right? So, so what, what is the situation? I mean, as a Shopify investor, you'll be very happy to, to know that this e-commerce giant is staying relevant, right? With what is happening out there. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter whether it becomes a long-term situation where there are a lot of these things going around or if it's just a, a pop and then it moves on. But at least you know that management is very fashion forward, right? They are very clear of like, okay, what's happening out there? What are we going to do? And staying relevant to continue to innovate. I think that that's very important, right? And it's a uh, very iconic of, of Toby, lah, right? Which is yeah. the management of Shopify, right? But um. I don't know, like NFT is this? What okay, is this? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> right. So, okay, let let's not do a prime on NFTs because I think we'll we'll spend another half an hour and people need to sleep. Okay. Um, but, okay. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Right. Let, let's just talk about mm-hmm. Shopify. Um. They they are the platform, mm-hmm. right? They what? I'm the rebel. So so that's Amazon and e-commerce. You know, which is monolithic. They they control everything. They want to do everything. And there's Shopify, which makes it easy for you to set up your own e-commerce business, right? And they, they gather people that way. They make it easy. They help you do the back end. They help you write scripts to let you present your shop however you want it, right? And this is this is an extension of that, I, I would say, right? It's just building up the ecosystem. And it's and you're right, right? It's 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 more a signal of management. Um, I don't own any NFTs. I don't quite understand it. It, in its current form, I think there are use cases, but not not the way it's being done currently. So so I don't own any, but you you can see how it's and just the the first example, right? In twenty in in July when they first launched it, one of the first mm-hmm. teams they launched it with was the Chicago Bulls in the NBA, and and what they did was you know, <laughs> they with Michael Jordan's team back back in the day. So so they minted a few Michael Jordan NFTs, sold it in like half a minute essentially for, for lots of money and and you can see it becoming a part of if NFTs are a thing and if NFTs really become digital collectibles and, and a way to, to signal value and, and all of and a status symbol and all of that you, you can see it becoming a part of a company's brand strategy right um, you, you, you show that you are a supporter you don't buy the jersey of a football club you will buy an NFT as well and, and, it, and to do it all in one platform um, on Shopify, consolidate its branding, right? Tells the story better rather than having to send them to OpenSea or to, or, or to help with the onboarding process of teaching them how to buy Ether, to, to buy NFTs and all of that. So it, it just makes it easier, really. And, and even if NFTs don't work out, you know, I think it's just driving adoption. It's just help. It's just making people feel comfortable with their platform, both on the seller side and on the buyer side. And, and that's, that's the value, I think, that, that Shopify is adding here. Right, you, you don't even need to buy Ether to, to buy NFTs. <laughs> One of the things I have is that how, how can they compete against like the biggest player like say your OpenSea, you know? Yeah. Um I, I think there's difference, right? So OpenSea is Okay, I've, I've never actually locked into it. I only know it exists. Um OpenSea is essentially uh well crypto native, right? You it it's all for people who have been in crypto for forever and, and who know how to navigate it um, and, and know how to use MetaMask and, and all of that. That to me has always been a problem. I, I've always had an issue with the UI and UX in crypto, right? Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm more used to like, you know, browse, browsing Shopee websites like your Taobao, your Shopee, your Lazada, your Amazon. I, I don't want as a consumer to, to go and figure out the, the 10 steps I need to do to get my coin on MetaMask before I can buy something. I just want to click and buy. Okay. 
right? And and that's the and that to me, I think is is the use case here, right? You it's like any other traditional thing that you buy, just that it belongs on a blockchain rather than a physical good or a service that you get. Right, you you buy it the same way. You don't need to go onto a different website. You don't need to buy a different currency. You can pay for it by credit card. Of course, if you want, you can pay for it with Bitcoin or Ethereum. But that, that's not the point, right? It, it just simplifies the whole process here. And I think that's the value they add for sellers, right? You you don't need Ethereum gas fees to mint the NFT. It, it's kind of all caught up in the package. I think um, nobody really knows how it works yet. It, it's too new, and and it's easier for the buyers because you you don't need to navigate the the whole crypto ecosystem. Which I know you're good at, but not everybody is. So so it, it broadens the potential market. I would say. No, I I, I think that it's definitely going to be very interesting to see how uh like OpenSea and say Shopify or big commerce right can then uh, try to link up these these different NFTs at some point in time right. Um, Essentially, you're, you're essentially creating an e-commerce platform where you can sell both yep. digital and physical goods. Um, and with that whole synergy itself, I think it would definitely be very useful for, for, for parties at the OpenSea to have a great discussion with you know, Shopify to see how, how they can integrate this whole thing. Yeah. Or, or Shopify can just you know, destroy OpenSea. The reason I say this is this, right? Um, look, uh, OpenSea, great growth. I think they did, what, 1 billion in, in GMV this year, if I'm not wrong. Um, Shopify is going to do 30, right? In terms of scale, they, they are still very different, right? Um, so I think, I think it depends on, on where it goes, right? There, there's room for collaboration. But, you know, if, if there is going to be a need for a, a premier NFT marketplace with 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 all the bells and whistles, I don't necessarily think that a native, you know, Web three crypto place will be the winner, right? They are, they are the first adopter, so they have the network effects and all of that um, as as they go on. But it's I, I don't think it's, it's as certain as it is that that they'll win, right? I, I think it's up in the air, and and whether it's a collaboration, whether it's competition, okay, that okay. I I don't know. And honestly, as a spot Shopify shareholder, I don't really care. It, it's a small part of this business for now. It's it's just a nice function to have. For myself, from how I see it, it's like Shop- Shopify isn't exactly trying to compete against like existing marketplaces, right? Um, which basically take more an, of an active role in the sales uh, process. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you if say artists that would like to use Shopify, then they will have the ability to then own the whole customer relationship uh, process and the, be more responsible in owning the sales process at the same time. That's, I, I guess that's the, that's the biggest difference in terms of how uh, the NFT will then be peddled in that sense. Yeah. I don't exactly see them as a one-to-one per se. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's, that, that's what I would put it out there. Yeah. Cool. So, so it, it it could be something like OpenSea for like artists, right? Or, or yeah, people who want to sell their art and, and be the creators essentially, and and Shopify for people for for brands, right? And and for companies because they they need to get on the bandwagon or because there's a proper reason for them to to issue NFTs. I don't know, right? I, I still don't quite, I still don't buy it. So. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all a money grab to me. The, the purpose of a company is to yes. make money. They, they are selling NFTs to make money. Okay, I understand that. Collectibles. Mm-hmm. So let us know if you want an NFT. <laughs> we will release NFT if you guys want it. Okay? Yeah. Okay, okay. 
<laughs> okay, next. Let's move on to the next point. Yes. That is my yeah. point. You and, tell uh, us about course, DJI. Yeah, it's always, always political. Huh? <sighs> so yes, um, the US has put drone maker and seven other Chinese tech companies on the investment block list. Okay, essentially means um, any US citizen are not allowed to invest directly in some of these companies. And DJI, probably a lot of you will be more familiar with because uh, they are one of the largest drone makers out there today and they have a retail store at Funan so yeah you can go and check them out right they are one of the leaders if not the leaders in in the drone retail drone markets right so they they do all those stuff but there are a lot of other people in the space uh, but that's not the focus I would say the focus for this point is that the US is stepping up their rhetoric to kind of double down on this situation of like, oh yeah, we're going to go hard on China and we're going to like stop our people from investing in China. Uh, but I have a little bit of different thought in in looking at this piece of news. Like what are you guys thinking of when you hear this thing? <laughs> I'm sorry, right? To, to me it's like, oh, okay, that, that's a Monday, right? It's same old, same old, right? We, we, have, we have gone through this for so many years. Um, and, and look, I mean, I think DJI is the market leader um, everywhere. They, they take, what, 75, 80% of the US market, right? But this is not the first time they, they have sanctions, no, not sanctions, they have actions by the US government against them. I think 2019 or 2020, there was, there was a, a, again, a similar action preventing them from buying from, from US suppliers, which impacted their supply chain. So, you know, this just feels to be, to be same old, same old. And, and they're not a public company, I can't buy them. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is interesting, but uh, I can't do anything about it. Yeah, but I think this whole thing is, was on the back of the whole Xinjiang situation as well, right? Yeah, like Anthony is fully out there. It's it's a it's a it's a yeah, way let, of how let, the, let's the US just call is it the Xinjiang situation, yeah. right? Let's let's not yeah, yeah, yeah. go any further there. Okay. Right? Situation. Yeah. We will get we will get demonetized on YouTube uh, if we talk about <laughs> if we talk about it. But yes, yes, yes. Please continue and okay. share your thoughts. Yeah, I mean it's one of the things it's one of the things where if you want to think about it, uh, where the US have has has been weaponizing this uh, situation against China, and China has been using some other, uh, like you know, it's not so much of a like like material weapons anymore. These days, it's more of like political weapons where they they just use against each other, and. From what I see, this whole investment block list that they put out is nothing more than just uh, the the usual rhetoric that they've been out there. It doesn't really have much. Um, it doesn't really hold much uh, water, to be honest. And uh, most of the investors already, you know, they 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 pretty they much really know what. Yeah, they moved on and they really know what they want exactly. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. so what what's the point of it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think I think I wanted to bring it out because um, you know there's this ongoing discussion of like, oh, what what if the US continue to push Chinese companies out of the market, or what is going to happen to to the market in general? And I think a lot of our listeners they do own some sort of Chinese companies here and there, but um, exactly like both of you pointed out, right? Let's be clear, huh? these eight companies they are all private companies. In other words, you have no direct access. Not 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 one of them that we'll talk about later. <laughs> right? Okay, okay, we'll talk about it later. But yes, they they are mainly 
mainly private companies. Yeah, they are mainly private companies. You have no direct access to the investment market anyway, right? So from blocking individuals, it's just a rhetoric because a lot of these investment vehicles that if they want to do it, they will set up in Luxembourg, they will set up in Singapore and, you know, as an entity, they will invest in these companies. They're all late stage. They're not like angels to, to begin with, right? So, so they're not at, the, at that level. To, um, so it, it doesn't really matter, right? So if you, and you see it, like China doesn't even talk about it. They are spending more time with Wang Li Hong, right? So, so <laughs> the Chinese media is not even spending any effort talking about this thing, right? Which, which previously a lot of the rhetoric were big news because it was tariffs, it was you know extra listing requirements for the Chinese companies. Um, it was a lot of these kind of delisting pressure, and all that were real stuff. Like they were painful. Right, with, especially with the tariffs and blocking of uh, selling of technology to the Chinese companies. So with all that, right, the the Chinese the Chinese you know <laughs> ambassador, of course, they come out and say that oh, you know this is blah, 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 blah. so everybody has their own their own say. But now they're spending more time with Wang Li Hong, so, so they're not even <laughs> reacting to this, right? So so I, I think that's the that's the part that I I want a lot of us to to be clear of, right? That this is a continued rhetoric. I would say it's more of a political rhetoric to win the elections as, as they move along and not so much a direct impact in any of the kind of financial markets that we are invested in. Yeah, yeah. Um, although I, I will add one point to do, to slightly counterbalance that and, and say that, look, right, the, the US, when the US moves, people take notice, right? And there's an impact on that. So, you know, look at look at FATCA and how it affects our lives, right? We have to fill in a stupid form every time um, because of a US legislation when, when we are not US nationals and we are doing business in Singapore, right? Um, look at sanctions and, and all of that. So it's a signal, I think. Um, it just hasn't, it just isn't of the, the level that, that hits the public companies yet at this stage, right? But if it does, it's... Oh, it's going to be interesting. Um, not it, 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 it won't have that big an impact, I would say. Um, delisting would still be much, much bigger because that just destroys the whole economics. But yeah, I mean, and, and you can, and we'll, we'll talk about the, the second order impacts later when when we we talk about the next topic because I think that there is some um, impact flowing through already there. Uh, other than that, yeah, it's, it's just sanctions, man. Yeah, and I, 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 I would say I would say not all signals should be equal, should be equal, right? In in terms of how you calibrate your thought processes, and this is one of the signals that I will I will not really care yeah. about because no. to me it is it is just noise, right? At, at least at least in the current situation, given where we are already with all the tariffs still up, you know, and all these uh, technical block lists still there, you know, why why, why care about this, right? It's to, to yeah. me it's, it's not. No, th- th- this is just adding to a to a technical block list. That that's it. Yeah. At least from, yeah. from, yeah. from that sure. perspective. Right, cool. Sorry, one last point from me. And I, I think this is just maybe interesting for, for me and then not for you guys. Um, so for DJI, right, Sequoia Capital is actually one of their investors. I, I wonder whether they will be considered a US investor that, that is stuck, but that's something that their internal legal needs to figure out. It, it's just something that I was like, oh, wait, they do actually have foreign investors who might not be able to monetize now. We'll see. Yeah, but okay. Let let's be let's be clear. You know, um, that that's private equity, the, right? That that's not that's, yes, that that's is, something we can't play with. 
private equity has all sorts of pattern, right? They can they can set up entity at anywhere, and you don't even know who owns the entity, right? So they can participate if they want to, which is why, in my view, this thing doesn't really hold much weight, right? So we we can all three of us let's just register a company, be there, <laughs> set up a fund in Luxembourg, we can invest. Okay, no problem, huh? So so you 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 get you get what I'm saying? Yes, I I would say take legal okay. advice before you do that. There might be a problem. Yeah, yeah. Depends, yeah. Anthony, Anthony, you are on the team for a reason. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'll point you yes. to I don't know Go and ask somebody else <laughs> It's okay It's okay so we, start, we start our NFT business first huh? NFT Yeah, yeah. First. NFT more important <laughs> <laughs> Yep Yep Okay um, Then Let's th- that's, that's move on Last one um, Sense Time Right Which was also One of the companies That, that was in the latest Well Blocked list um, from, from China But uh, And they are going to IPO So Interesting So So a step back, right? Sense time is AI company, um, facial recognition, they are, they are good at it, apparently amongst the world leaders. Apparently also used in the Xinjiang situation, which is why sanctions have been levied against them. Okay. And they are going to IPO. Well, if you are a tech company in this situation, where are you going to IPO in the US? Well, unfortunately, because you are China and you are sanctioned, no, you're going to you IPO in Hong Kong, right? That, that's that's the only place left for you. So they are going. They, they announced yesterday, twentieth of December, that their IPO is finalized. It's been up and down, you know, will they, one day for a while, and over the past two weeks. But now it's final. They will list on the thirtieth. Um, what, what else can we say about that? Nothing, nothing too much. It, it's still rich valuations. I think um, they are raising seventeen. Sorry, they are valued at seventeen billion, um, and they are going to raise about. 700 million of about 500 million revenues all, all in USD so so still still 35 times um, price sales right not cheap okay. great but not great. not not amplitude levels ah, Rakesh is in here but uh, not amplitude levels of you know, um, IPOs or not Rivian levels of IPOs right so Rakesh be back next week no worries you can talk to him about it <laughs> it's okay I, I don't want to talk to him about amplitude anymore <laughs> okay yeah so that that's that's about it right um, any questions before we, we start talking about US and China government relations again? <laughs> How do you know no, that I was think, where um, I was going? <laughs> one, of the, one of the things um, that you mentioned just now where, where you said that they have been on the, on the US watch list for a while, right? For uh, since time. But I think it, um, it's interesting to think about how uh, the, the US and China have this AI race that... that they have been that like it has been around for quite a while, right? And I think in sometime in October, where you have the Pentagon former uh, chief software officer that say that China China is essentially um, uh, like way ahead of the US, and the US has no competing fighting chance uh, against China in the next fifteen to twenty years. Um, and I guess it's one of the efforts where US is also trying to you know put out all these watch lists where you see a lot of the Chinese tech. Uh, firms are, are, are on it for a reason as well because um, it essentially slows down some of the R&D processes in China so that's, that's something interesting to think about as well uh, what they say yeah yes. uh, are you guys ready? ready okay, for okay, my go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. discussion yes, 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 yeah, yes. yeah go ahead go ahead yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I, wa- I want to build up on what Jeff just said right the Pentagon just came out and said oh yeah we're not going to win of course let's be real huh? China just uh, 
China already launched their their ecosystem into space, right? Essentially, they will bypass the GPS system and they now have their own, you know, a global tracking system, right? So the whole satellite ecosystem that they've built. And that's that's extremely important uh, in, in the whole AI building process. That They have also, you know, essentially built up the whole infrastructure of 5G, right, in China. And because it is a... Chinese government led. Okay, let's be honest. Huh? It's, it's led by the government. So, so in in that sense, um, it's not all about profit anymore, right? So when it's not about profit, the uh, their rural internet outreach is very very strong. I mean, I lived there before, so I know like it, even in a kampung, right? The the internet is like wow, very very good, right? So with with that, it, it allows access. I mean, you see those live streamers, you know, selling you mangoes and all that. It's like what the hell, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, so, yeah. So so it, it is it is a thing, and and, and that is very powerful. And I want to point out that. Tsinghua just joined the top 10 university in the whole world. Mm-hmm. And how do people grade universities? Universities are graded by the amount of research that they can put out. Right? So if Tsinghua might finally joins um, the top 10 university of the world, this means that in China locally, there are a lot of research that is being put out there that is recognized within the scholar ecosystem. In other words, there's a lot of innovation happening already. So don't think it's a kampung, okay? Um, but, but, I, but I would say, I would say it's, it's uh, on this news of sense time listing in Hong Kong, I think, I think the good part to know is that if they can successfully list at 35x PE, right? That price yeah, of sales. Yes. Okay, PS, PS, which is crazy. Lah, huh? But if they can successfully list at 35x PS, um, it is a great indicator of the appetite in the Hong Kong market or at least in the China market for some of these high-tech companies. Because let's be honest, right? Most of these companies, they go to the US to list for the high multiple. Right, so that they can raise more money for lesser equities. Right? If if China can successfully pull off some of these listings, like bringing DT back, you know, multiple listing of all these companies in Hong Kong to show that they have a vibrant financial economy, that oh, we also can pay, we can pay very good money also for high tech companies. <laughs> then that is the start of the whole financial market shift, you know, in in China and in Hong Kong. And I would say it is interesting that since time is listening in Hong Kong and not Shanghai. Uh, very likely cause uh, Hong Kong now more stable uh. yes. by China view uh, by China view not my view okay but but anyway yes yeah okay sorry so, so there's two things there right Um, I think one is all, both of you are definitely correct Um, AI machine learning is going to be huge in China they are probably one of the leaders if not the leader right I think that that's up in the air depending on which part of AI and ML you're talking about but they, they, they will be there. So this is a, a secular tailwind, essentially, for sense type, right? They, they are a leader in the space in China. Maybe that makes sense and, and may, maybe that makes them investable, right? But on, on the other point about, you know, whether this is a convincing listing for, for, for sense time and in Hong Kong, I think just, just, just a bit more history, right? Beginning of the year, they wanted to raise $2 billion. You know, so that was the, the initial IPO amount at the same valuation. It's now been cut to 760 million odd. So, so not a lot of appetite. All the foreign investors have dropped out. So they, they used to have you know, SL and, and one other hedge fund as a leader in the IPO. Um, that, that's all gone. They are all replaced by state-backed mutual funds. <laughs> Who, who are exactly up, my hypothesis. Exactly right. how I was thinking who, who, who about this. Taking up five hundred million of that seven hundred million. So exactly so, what so I was it's, saying. It's going to be. It's, it's mad, it's right? It's, quite, it's all Chinese backed. Yeah. It, it, it's Chinese backed. Um, there's 
the only Western investment bank involved is HSBC, right? No, no Goldman, no JPM, no BOA, no none of their Chinese branches. It, it's it's all Hong Kong and and maybe a bit of China. Even the Chinese banks are dropping out. You know, the the bigger Chinese banks have dropped out. So it, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, I don't know how well it will do. I I I frankly don't think there'll be a first day IPO pop. It's expensive. There's too much. You know. There's, there's too little of a public float. There's very little hype. It's, it's, the whole process has been very uncertain. And you add on to it the, the whole point about China data privacy and protection, right? That, that was the thing theoretically behind TT. That, that's, that's going to be a thing with facial recognition and, and, machine, and AI and all that. So how, how does that play out? Will there be rules three months down the line that makes their business model unviable. You know, I, I think that's that's also another risk, right? Even if they are listed in Hong Kong, that, that hasn't that hasn't helped Baba, that hasn't helped Tencent. Right. So so I think that there are, you know, that there's good tailwinds for it, but there's a lot of short term pains that might need to be worked through before we, we get to the the interesting and promising parts of the business. Yeah, I I think what is interesting is Exactly like what you point out, right? That because there's no public float, because there's so much fear of all these Chinese companies, and nobody's gonna pick up the companies, you know, in IPO and very likely there'll be a sell down. I, I honestly think that, that is the that's the reality at today's valuation. Of course, of course, we are not here to speculate and it's not financial advice. <laughs> not huh? financial advice. Thank right? you. So <laughs> do your homework, huh? Okay, but but maybe maybe in closing, you share with us a little bit more about their business. Like like if if our listeners are, are thinking about this company. You know, how, how, how should they look at this company? Um, I, I think the, the easiest way to think about it is someone like Palantir, right? That, that's the, the, the US analogy to it, right? They're, <laughs> they, they're huge government contracting. They, they sell their technology, or they license out their technology to, to governments. They help them implement it, um, you know, and, and you, you can see the, the role of this in, even in Singapore, right? With, with our, you know, increased number of cameras, um, block, you know, finding you for blocking blast lanes and, and all of that through, through automated cameras. That's, that's where this technology actually helps just that instead of car plates, they can do it with human faces. Um, they, they have great business during the pandemic. So they, you know, you know how you walk into a mall and there's the, the, the sensors and they tell your temperature and, and who, and who comes in and use trace together? Um, in China, it's, it's simpler, right? They they can tell your face through your mask, and you, they just track you there. You you don't need to scan. You don't need Bluetooth. You don't need all of that. You just walk in, and they they take your picture, and there you go. So a, a bit black mirror, a bit dystopian, but that that that's essentially their business, right? That that's the tech, you know, and and that's where they they have been making money. Of course, with, with AI, they they have trained face facial recognition. They are branching out into other. Well, smart city type um, technologies, but but that's a bit more what they are known for. Really, is the facial recognition bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, like what what uh, Reggie said just now about the the university thing, right? Since time is also interestingly one of the founding members of the Global Artificial Intelligence Academy Alliance as well. So they've been and and. Singapore has uh, has their has its very own international AI innovation hub supported by Sense Time as well. Oh, yeah, so <laughs> ex- happy days! They, they, yeah. They're spreading happy their thoughts everywhere. 
Yeah, with more yeah, MRT cameras. Are. Sometimes it's, I don't understand why the fucking MRT outside has like 10 cameras that look so weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But okay, it is what it is. Welcome to the it's whole It's the price world. for safety, right? Um, yeah, no no rubbish. Yeah, situation but I'm pretty sure the US have the, have the same thing as well. Very political today. Ah, but yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, but... I, I, I mean, it's very exciting to be to to look at what uh, Sense Time has been doing, right? It's it's not just it's not just a company where it just produces uh, products out there, but it's also working with a lot of uh, academics partners like MIT, trying to put out there advanced, uh, just just pushing, uh, being the forefront of the whole AI research itself. Um, I, I I potentially see that because AI is more of a it's more of a toolkit. Than, than the domain uh, knowledge itself, then since time we have a lot of um, space to venture into, say like smart health, uh, smart health tech, or maybe like like road use development and what's not. Yeah, so definitely a lot of opportunity for sense times once they start IPO and you know. Yeah, I think definitely interesting. Um, a lot of optionalities as right as you said, but this one don't need to for more. Just, just wait. I think no need that, for more. I'm quite more. sure. No I'm quite sure it will pop down. <laughs> so it will fall down. Yeah, but we that, shall see. Okay, it's coming. It's you know year it, end. Nothing much week. to do. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, other than looking at Wang Li Hong, you can look at this. Huh? Okay. <laughs> Great. Okay. Cool. I think that's it for today. Yeah. No, nothing else from me, Jeff. Do you have anything? No. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, right. it, it was so fun. It was so fun. Yes, yes. Sounds good. good. Take care, guys. We will see you next week. Rakesh will be back, okay? And I'll be off. Okay, Aww. so take care. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can continue to joke about me anyway on your show, huh? Yes. So, yeah, let's <laughs> It's like you never leave, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. So, yeah, you're down, like NFT, okay? All that thing, email us, huh? Hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. See ya, guys. Bye. See you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with me, Rakesh, and trust that you learned something today. If you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter, join our community Telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback, so share that with us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks and stay safe.